Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wednesday's Trashy Divorces slash Trashy Royals. I'm Alicia. I'm Stacy. We're coming back this week. Part two, Ladies of Elizabeth's Court. We have some family. We have some cousins. We maybe have some siblings. I don't know. Y'all tell me. The continuation of last week's story coming for you today. We're back next week, finally with the move done. Sunday with two new trashy divorces. I'm excited about them. Me too. Me too. And while we craft those, please enjoy this deep dive into the <laughs> into court. Into Alicia's brain. <laughs> yeah, into Alicia's brain. Into the court of Elizabeth I. What do we have to do, Stacy? I guess we go, go, go. All right, Alicia, hi. We, are, we are back. Hi, hi. Hey, welcome back for part two. Of the court of Bessie the One. What? I know, I'm excited. What? We got some super good trash in this story. Part two. Are you ready? Hmm. I don't know. Am I ready? I don't know. Two addendums. Back in season three of the Sunday episodes, season three, episode two, I did marry Queen of Scots. This episode is going to give a little bit more about her, but her intersection, you may find interesting to go back and listen to after this. Also... I'm going to shout it out again, the May 27th, son of a son of, son of a son of a son of a son of a traitor episode, does give a lot of information about Robert Dudley. If you haven't listened to it, please do listen to it. You don't need to have listened to that to enjoy this, but it will give this episode fuller context. Okay, now I'm ready. Okay. Elizabeth, remember, assumes the throne in 1558. She's 25 and looking good. She has a shit ton of ladies at the court throughout her 45-year reign. We're going to talk about some trashy ones today. Okay. Remember Elizabeth is 2 a.m. on the European marriage market, right? Every one of her counselors is trying to get her married off to... Someone. Exactly. Yeah. Someone powerful. But who does Elizabeth want? Pony boy. Pony boy, Robert Dudley. He is her eyes, her sweet Robin. Remember they've been friends since they were eight. They were a true love match. Locked in the tower together, right? Locked in the tower together. And now, right, we're picking back up with Robert. His wife is dead, but it can't happen. The owl. The, the, his wife is dead of an owl murder. <laughs> and so in the early 1560s, Elizabeth and Robert just spend playing games. And Elizabeth is playing games with men that she's nowhere close to interested in and pretty much playing cat and mouse with old Dudley. Like, poor pony boy. Okay, this is how it all progresses for a while. Last week, we talked about the maternal figures in Elizabeth's court. Elder ones who Mm -hmm. took care of our fair queen. We have one more to mention in that group before we begin today, even though she's younger than those gals were. Her name is Catherine Carey. We have talked about her mom a lot. Her mom is Mary Boleyn. Okay. Sister to Anne Boleyn. Mary Boleyn is Elizabeth the first aunt. Catherine Carey is her first cousin. Okay. She's the daughter of Mary Boleyn, cousin of Queen Elizabeth. Catherine Carey is nine years older than Elizabeth. Okay. Catherine also is suspected to have been an illegitimate child of Henry VIII. Ooh. Ooh. Cousin slash sister. Ooh. With... Yeah, Mary Boleyn. Okay. So Catherine Carey comes to court as a maid of honor for AOC 
Anna Cleves. Favorite queen, get down. And also proceeds as a maid of honor to Catherine Howard. I mean, they lived fast and died young back then. By nine, she could have been married, divorced, and a mom. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, Catherine Howard Mm -hmm. is also a cousin of Anne Boleyn and Mary Boleyn. Okay. So Catherine carries in a lot of ways through ties. Yeah, gangland crime family, yeah. Okay. Catherine is married to a dude named Sir Francis Knollis. Francis was pony boy to Fast Eddie the Six. Remember Fast Eddie the Six, the boy king. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, but Knollis was pony boy to him. And Catherine and Francis are ever allegiant to Elizabeth. They also have a shit ton of kids, like 16 kids. 16. Yikes. Kids. So Elizabeth has a bunch of cousins once removed. Everybody's family. Everybody's related. And Elizabeth, they're like, these are my people. And I will take care of my people. Catherine Carey is appointed chief lady of the bedchamber. For the first 10 years of Elizabeth's reign, Catherine is the most senior post in the ladies-in-waiting, but has a dozen kids. (laughs) Like, back to back to back to back. Yikes. Elizabeth never recognizes Catherine as her possible half-sister. Catherine and Francis never say it. They never claim it. But Catherine is acknowledged as Elizabeth's favorite among her first cousins, because she has a lot of them. And Elizabeth doesn't really have any other female relatives to whom she feels close. So Elizabeth and Catherine are tight. Catherine's nine years older. Catherine dies. In January 1569 at Hampton Court Palace. So Catherine is BFFs and best cousins with Elizabeth and close friends with a lot of kids. And Elizabeth is kind of like the older aunt and I'm queen. So right. just very, let that bloom where it's planted. Uh, very cool aunt. I'm the cool aunt and I'm fucking queen. So I can let you joust for real or not. Or not. You know. Okay, let that bloom where it's planted. And let's go on to some contemporary And all the scandal and trash candy of the court where it concerns men. Okay. Because remember, Elizabeth wants all the attention. She is uh, never kind to other girls when they are looking at her man. Interesting. Interesting. Well, remember, she sent wives away. Poor Amy Robesart's living in the owlery because Mm -hmm. she can't come to court. Right. Right. Which would be the end of her. (laughs) So... Elizabeth, to me, is playing a pretty sick game. I don't want him, but you can't have him either because I need him here pretending he can have me. But he never will. Like, it is a it's a fucked up game. Okay. So, quick primer. Remember Dudley and Elizabeth are born within a year of each other. They're childhood friends. They share the same tutor, Roger Asham. Robert is just as smart and gifted as Elizabeth. He is brilliant in languages. Like, he is as fluent. Elizabeth, actually, uh, fluent in nine languages. Robert, almost as many, but his talent is math. He fucking loves math, so nerd. Remember, both locked in the tower together in the early 50s. They're constantly there for each other. When Elizabeth gets the crown in 58, Robert appointed pony boy. But he's married, but they still conduct a love affair until his wife Amy is murdered by Owl. In 1560. Right. Or suicide or accident or Or, disease. Or murdered by Elizabeth's... William um, fucking Cecil. mm -hmm. The original staircase murder, I believe he called it. That's it. So, 
Robert is now free to marry Elizabeth, but it's a scandal. And right, it's a he's big note. yeah, he's okay. he now has a cloud, and so you can't marry cloudy people. Elizabeth won't let him go. I cannot do without my Lord Robert. He is like my little dog. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Robert remains her bonnie sweet Robin. Puppy boy. Puppy boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Puppy boy. (laughs) That is why I love you. I'm going to laugh about that for the rest of time. Puppy boy. So he can't ever, like, once he's back at court after settling his wife's murder, he's like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I'm here for you. I need you. Go away. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. She gets tired of his whining and she gifts him Kenilworth Castle in 1563 to shut him up a little. Sure. And then comes up with a crazy scheme. Let's marry Robert Dudley off to marry Queen of Scots and they can live with me at court. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but hold on. Mary is Queen of Scots, and remember, Robert Dudley is son of a son of a fucking traitor. Doesn't she... You covered her. She gets kidnapped and... Oh. Or whatever. Yeah, okay. Bad picker. Tragedy of a story. Sure. So September 29th, 1564, it's Michaelmas and the Feast of All Angels. Robert Dudley is made Earl of Leicester. Okay. He needs a title. Because if he has a title, he's probably more acceptable for Mary, Queen of Scots. Right, right. Because right now... He's a fucking nobody. He's a puppy boy. So a- <laughs> so this makes him nobility. <laughs> King puppy. <laughs> of Scotland. Duke puppy. The Earl of puppy. <laughs> okay. Well, he I, Kenilworth. Well, Kenilworth <laughs> Castle is a big deal. But uh, the Earl of Leicester and um, the uh, Baron Denby, like he gets an important earldom, which was previously held by... John of Gaunt. Oh, God. Uh, and Henry Bolingbroke, who turns into Henry IV. So, William Maitland is there, and he's the ambassador from Scotland. And he's laughing this Mary Dudley and Mary Queen of Scots thing off like, you've got to be kidding me. Why not you just marry Dudley and leave your husband and kingdom to Mary Queen of Scots and she can have all your fucking leftovers. Like he's this is a joke. And William Cecil supports this two birds one stone plan. They can come live at court. We keep our eyes on her. Like this is all fucking ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous plan that's ever been hatched. Okay. Robert Dudley's a nobody. So he needs a title. So while all this is happening, the plan is brought to Mary Queen of Scots. And Mary Queen of Scots is like You've got to be fucking kidding me. So this day, James Melville comes to visit E. He's been sent by Mary, Queen of Scots. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm not really in with your plan. And Elizabeth right then is like, I'll give him a title. Of course, all of this was planned. Sure. But okay. Oh, my God. As she's bestowing the title on him and making him an earl in front of Melville with like all the great state of Westminster and he's being very serious. She reaches out and tickles his neck. Oh God. While this is happening and smiles at him. It is this is like she reassuring she still loves him. Is it uh anyway. Okay. Just 
it is the it's least just, queenly it's thing not, that's yeah, ever it's happened. Uh, unprofessional upon and upon an investiture diminishes his uh, investiture. Yeah. Okay. I will say though, at the end of the first Star Wars, Leia definitely smiled when she was putting the medals on Luke and Han and Chewie, and it did not seem to diminish their acts of heroism. So I just little contrast in a galaxy far, far away. It's okay to tickle your neck. I (laughs) okay. So after this big tickling neck investiture thing, yeah, problem. It's just this, like, sweet moment of, like, affection and intimacy that they're bonded. You're my lobster. Like, they are a fucking bond. The story's about to get so bad, but they're bonded. Okay. So at this same, Jesus Christ, investiture day, Melville, the ambassador, they're still talking, Mary Queen of Scots, and and he points out, <clears throat> Lord Donnelly. Lord Darnley is the son of Lady Lennox, Margaret Douglas, who is the daughter of Margaret Tudor, like Henry VIII's sister. So like she, remember, he has just as much in a removed line to the throne. Okay. And Elizabeth laughs and she's like, it's not even a choice to go for him. He's too much like a girl. In February of 65, Lord Darnley leaves the court of Elizabeth to travel to Scotland to yep. meet Mary fucking Queen of Scots, and yep. they get married July 29th, 1965. Yeah, uh, nope, not 1965. 1565. Good go. looking out. Mm-hmm. Now it's a good time to introduce another character, Bess of Hardwick. What does this have to do with anything? Bess of Hardwick is a lady-in-waiting to Queen Elizabeth. She is super wealthy. She, through her marriage alliances and the favor of Queen Elizabeth, becomes second most powerful woman in England next to Bessie. Wow. Bess of Hardwick and her husband in 1569 were asked to hold Mary Queen of Scots under house arrest at Mm. their residence. Oops. And they do for like 15 years. Yikes. What a shitty roommate situation. (laughs) Well, like Bess of Hardwick and Mary Queen of Scots become fucking friends because Mary Queen of Scots is charming as fuck. I have a lot more to say about Bess of Hardwick one day. She's an important lady in the court too and a Fantastic jailer, it okay. appears. Sure. So that's fun. Just introducing her. So back to Elizabeth and Dudley. Oh, God. Dudley's still sulking. And again, like, guy wants it. Proposes again to Elizabeth, Christmas of 1565. This is six months after Mary Queen of Scots is married. It's been five years since Amy's death. Let's do this. Again, she turns him down. He takes his literal balls and goes home. And she sends her guard out to drag him back to the court and orders him never to leave her again. Games Virgo's play, Mm y'all. Okay. But Robert, by this point, is like, you are not all my chickens, lady, and I got a needy basket. So he starts conducting other love affairs. I mean, fine. Got got to at some point. As long as the queen doesn't find out about it. Yeah. Discretion. Discretion. Yeah. Let's talk about... Two of the main dalliances of old puppy boy. (laughs) Y'all, it's so trashy. The first is Douglas Howard. Douglas Howard is a girl. Oh, okay. That took a turn a couple of different ways. Never saw that name coming, Hmm, did you? Little Dougie. Little Dougie. Douglas Howard is a girl, and she's a Howard. Catherine Howard. Anne Boleyn's paternal line. Douglas Howard is the eldest daughter of William Howard, Baron Howard of Effingham, 
and Margaret Gamage. Okay. It is suggested that her godmother is Margaret Douglas, Lady Lennox, which is why her name is Douglas, Douglas. Howard. Remember, Margaret Douglas, mom of Lord Darnley, daughter of Margaret Tudor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. Okay. Douglas. We need to get you a whiteboard. <laughs> Make these video. I know, right? Douglas is said to resemble her cousin, Queen Catherine Howard. Okay. She's hot. Okay. She's a maid of honor in 1558. In 1560, at 17, she marries a dude named John Sheffield. Sheffield dies. Uh, she <laughs> is it mentioned in her husband's will. But he maybe dies by poison. There's something a little there. She comes back to court as a gentlewoman of the privy chamber. Okay. I mean, did she inherit his stuff? Or what? I don't know what you're saying about the will. There's just some controversy there that we maybe we'll talk about a different day. Okay. okay. So Douglas comes back to court and uh, she is vying for the affections and attention of puppy boy, along with her own sister, Frances Howard, so there's a little bit of sistery nefariousness there. Sure. By May of 1573, Douglas is Robert Dudley's mistress. Much later, like <laughs> once their illegitimate child is trying to prove why he has license to all of Dudley's properties, mm. uh, the it's uh, secretly married before the birth of the son. Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah, all no, very it's that same yeah. shadowy. When they have a child, oh, you ready for this? August seventh, ah, my birthday, mm -hmm. fifteen seventy four. When that kid is two, puppy boy Robert takes him to Newtington to be brought up by Lord North, and he's befitted as an earl's son. This Kanye West's kid? <laughs> yep. Okay. In 1576, because something else is happening with Dudley in 1576, but he shuffles it out with Margaret. They handle custody. She gets a settlement of $700 a year to agree they'd never been married. Uh, so all of that's fine and good. Wait, I'm confused. Douglas or? Yeah. Okay, I thought you just said Margaret. Did I? I may have. <laughs> this is so confusing. Okay. All right. Okay. So, Doug, he, so he works out custody with Douglas. He works out, yeah, Robert and, she and Douglas. Gets 700 pounds a year in order to say that they were never married. Correct. Okay. Okay. Douglas does remarry again. Uh, there's, uh, there's a lot. We're going to talk about that, but just keep that there. Robert has carried on an entire affair. Maybe had a secret marriage, paid off a woman to say we've never had a secret marriage and had an illegitimate child all through the 1570s. In 1575, old Robert makes one big last ditch effort for Elizabeth. Okay. Remember in 1563, before the big title, she gave him Kenilworth Castle. Right. She's been three times so far. But Dudley for 12 years has developed this house at an enormous cost into like a pleasure wonder house specifically for Elizabeth's entertainment. I'm sure. Now at this point, 1575, maybe he has a new wife fucking too. I don't know. He's got definitely a new son, but it never stops Robert from trying to land Elizabeth. He's going to pull out all the stops on this one. So during her last and most famous visit, 
1575. She stays for 19 days. It's the longest she's ever remained in a courtier's mansion. There are fireworks so loud, so crazy, so big, they're heard up to 20 miles away. Yikes. There was a garden created for her visit. She complains she can't see it from her purpose-built lodgings that were made just for her. So the gardeners work all night to create a pop-up version outside her window. Oh, my God. Okay. Also, there's this other guy, George Gascoigne, who is hired. He's a soldier and a mercenary, but he is a gifted, gifted poet and writer. He is listed alongside Philip Sidney as one of the great poets of the age. Okay. Plant the name Philip Sidney. In 1575, for this big thing of entertainment, George Gascoigne is hired by Robert Dudley to provide entertainment for Elizabeth's visit to Kenilworth. Right. Nin- 19 days of fun. 19 days of fun. So, he, oh, oh, boy. Fun and foliage. <laughs> Got your floor and fauna right here, E. So, George Gascoigne writes this mosque to be performed, and it is called... Zabetta. It is a play on Elizabeth. Oh, Jesus Christ. This thing is over the top. So Zabetta is lost to Diana, the goddess of chastity. And she resists Juno, the goddess of marriage. And they find Zabetta and Iris extols virtue of marriage. And the, I mean, it is a right. full on <clears throat> marriage proposal. Right. Gascon. A little, little crazy. Has worked with Robert on this. Yikes. It's going to be the... Embarrassment of the year. It is the denouement of the 19 days at Kenilworth. The one and only performance marriage proposal of Zabetta is canceled due to inclement weather. It's raining. Seriously? Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. So Zabetta cannot be played. And the next day, Elizabeth's going fuck home like... I've been here 19 days. It's the longest I've ever... i got to get the fuck out of here. It's not like you proposed marriage. George Gascon, because he is so... He's running alongside the carriage of the queen, giving her the plot. Oh, my God. As she is leaving. And then trees and rocks surround you, but there's one holly bush with pricks. Uh. And... The pricks love you, like Robert Dudley, like his still sexual ardor for her. Please stay. Live here. You're amongst friends. So, like, poor dude. You can, like, running after her carriage. I have to tell you about Zabetta and her just... Yeah. Out. Yeah. I don't know. Heading heading back to oldie London town. Sorry. I mean, it's interesting to think if she had seen the whole performance, would it have changed history? Like, I I don't know. I... It does not sound like it would have. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Elizabeth rides off in 1575. It's done. And Robert Dudley is carrying on with Douglas Sheffield. And, uh, oh, yeah, Elizabeth's cousin. So let's talk about Latisse Nellis for a while, a little while. Latisse, spelled like lettuce. Okay. We've talked about Latisse's mom in the beginning of this episode, Catherine Carey. Lots of foliage here. Okay, <laughs> Catherine Carey. Mary Boleyn's daughter, okay. 10 years older than Elizabeth, her favorite cousin. Right. Concealed Carrie. There we go. Concealed I Carrie. Was, that's, Has a daughter, Lettuce. That's been ticking through. Cabbage Patch Kid, Lettuce. Uh-huh. 
Latisse is born November the 8th, 1543. She's a Scorpio gal. She's the third of the children to Francis Knollis and Catherine Carey. Mary Bullen is her grandmother. Where Catherine Carey is 10 years older than Elizabeth, Latisse is 10 years younger. Remember, Latisse's mom and dad are favorites of Elizabeth. They are her senior counselor, chief lady of the bedchamber. In 1559, Latisse is made maid of honor to the queen and marries a dude named Walter Devereux in 1560. They have some kids, including a son named Robert in 1565. Oh, Bobby Dev. Bobby Dev. Bobby Dev's maternal great-grandmother, Mary Boleyn, his maternal great-aunt. Thanks, Inman. It's like he's clapping for you. Bobby Dev. Bobby Dev. Is technically the first cousin twice removed of Queen Elizabeth. Okay. He later becomes a favorite of the Queen. Let's put a pin in that. Finish talking about Latisse. Latisse becomes lady-in-waiting to Elizabeth. She is extremely good-looking with red hair and 10 years younger. And back in 69, banished from the court for flirting with Robert Dudley. Because they've been flirting on and off for like a decade or more. Court plays this way. And Robert's doing all the things with Douglas Sheffield and holding house parties for Elizabeth, but also carrying on with Latisse for, I don't know, however long. Latisse's husband, Walter, mercifully, dies in 1576, which is fantastic for her and Dudley, or will be after the required two-year period that you had to wait for widows to marry. Okay. So this is 76. Her husband, Walter, dies. Also in 76, this is the year that Dudley makes provisions for Douglas Sheffield. He doesn't claim that kid, but remember, gives her like 700 pounds a month and custody arrangements. And he works all that out. So Robert can marry Latisse, which happens. Mm, Okay. September 28th, 1578. Like two years later, there's a secret marriage between Latisse and Dudley, like 7 a.m. in the morning, six people are there. No one can tell anyone, especially Elizabeth. They've had it in the works for a while, but don't tell anybody until then. Like the dude who's doing the ceremony doesn't know until the night before he's doing it. Can't tell anyone. It would be, it has to be kept secret. Two days after their secret wedding at Wanstead House, Elizabeth gets there on progress and no one says a few months later, someone reveals to the queen about Robert's affair with Douglas Sheffield and his marriage to Latisse. How does that go over? Eh, not good. <laughs> She's mad. She's super mad. I would think. That is her puppy boy. She never speaks to Latisse again. Ooh. Mm-hmm. She's really angry at Latisse. Like, they're... What a... I banish you. What about Bobby? Well, puppy boy. Yeah. She's pretty mad at, but after a period of coolness. Oh, my God. uh, He gets to come back to court pretty much like before, and now they're old friends. Bound by, you know, 40 years. That is some mean girl shit right there. You're my lobster. That's what that is. The big rumor that happens around it is that Latisse is married in a loose gown. Like, ooh, is she pregnant? She's not recorded as giving birth until June 1581, a son, Robert, who sadly dies at the age of three, which devastates both of his parents. 
Latisse and Robert Dudley remain married until his death, which happens on September 4th, 1588, as he has been preparing troops for the Spanish Armada. In that battle, he is on his way to Buxton to take the waters for his health. He has a stomach ailment. He dies near Woodstock. Sure. Uh, Okay, this is very sad. He sends a letter to Queen Elizabeth from the home of Lady Norris before he's about to set off to the waters. It's his final letter to Elizabeth. And Elizabeth gets the news and she is devastated. My sweet Robin, her eyes, she is unable to do state business. She is locked away in her rooms. She is grieving for her brother and best friend. She sees no one. She locks herself in. Days and days and days. The doors to her room are broken down on the order of William Cecil. He's like, you've carried on Mm -hmm. long enough. Yeah. Here's the sweetest part of this. Got some shit to do, like beat the Spanish Armada. Yeah, Yeah. for real. One-eyed Willie's out there waiting for you, Elizabeth. Come on. (sighs) Here's what's the sweetest, though. In March of 1603, that final letter that Robert has written her is found in Elizabeth's treasure box that she's kept her whole life and keeps by her bedside. And she's actually written on that letter that this was Robin's last letter to her. And she's kept it for another 25 years. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just sad. Like they're always there for each other and their whole lives. And it's a sick relationship, but you're my lobster. All right. Year after. Dudley dies. Okay. 1588. Okay. 1589, Latisse marries a dude named Christopher Blount, who's 12 years younger than her. (laughs) Cougar. (laughs) She dies at the age of 91 in 1634 on Christmas Day. Wow. Good good going, Latisse. Healthy living. She is buried next to Robert Dudley beside an epitaph calling him the best and dearest of husbands. Yikes. I know. So hold on. When Robert dies in 1588, his stepson, Bobby Dev, he becomes, Bobby Dev becomes Elizabeth's new sweet Robin, Earl of Essex. Okay. And it should all be happy. But there's one more character to introduce as we close down this show for the week. Frances Walsingham. And she's the daughter of Frances Walsingham, who is the trusted advisor of Queen Elizabeth. He starts Elizabeth's uh, spy organization. He's Elizabeth's spy master okay. of Walsingham. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm familiar with the name. Okay. He starts his gig in 1573, and he and Cecil mm-hmm. are gonna... All right. His daughter, Frances, is lady-in-waiting to Queen Elizabeth and is first married to our poet boy, Philip Sidney. Just... He's a poet and he knows it. Philip Sidney is also the nephew of Robert Dudley. Okay. His mother is Robert Dudley's sister. We're going to talk about Philip Sidney soon because I want to wrap it up. But Philip Sidney dies early and Francis Walsingham marries again, much to the extreme displeasure, Bobby Dev. Wow. In 1560. And Elizabeth is pissed because she's playing the game. She has a new lobster. They're banished from court too for like a hot minute. But in the end, I guess it's Bobby Dev who really has it bad because he's executed in an attempted coup against Elizabeth in 1601. Yikes. So, favorite my ass. Boil him up. That's part two. 
I don't know if that's part the done, but that's part the two of the next round of the ladies of Elizabeth's court. All right. What do you think? That I I think you need a whiteboard. Okay, seriously. <laughs> I think we need to sketch out the lineages here since this probably was the most complicated. Basically, they're all cousins done. on some level. Yeah, they are. So it's all trashy. Let's see if I can TLDR. Too long, don't listen. Um, let's see if I can sum it up. I think the summary is Elizabeth loved people who. She would then bear a grudge and banish them and then mostly bring them back, except in a few instances. But sometimes she would love their kids, even if she didn't bring them back. And she was a weird person who broke a lot of hearts. That whole episode was worth puppy boy. Yeah. Thank you, Stacey. You're welcome. All right, y'all. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. That's all we got. Yeah. All right. We'll talk later. Keep it tutor. Keep Keep, it trashy. Keep it trashy. Bye, y'all. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again, everybody, for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.